Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And Kevin, I have a teen question for you. It's not a teen question. Question it's a from teens. Question. <laughs> question from teens. Question about teens, or a question pertaining to teens. It's a question that a teen could probably answer for me, but I don't have a teen, so I'm going to ask so you. You're going to ask me. Kevin, not a teen. What do you do when you match with someone you know on a dating app? Um. So you, you and I assume you mean one of those dating apps with like the swiping or yes, the where yes you or no. Swipe away. Then, then I then I presume you use that as an icebreaker because you both would have to be like yeah, and you and I presume that like. <laughs> I presume that both people were aware of who the other person was. Yes, I would assume so as well. Although there have been times where I've been like, I know who this is, but I'm going to play dumb and see if they mention it first. Well, <laughs> and they always go, oh, I just realized yesterday that I know you. And I'm like, uh-huh. I mean, like, like how, cl- how close of a relationship are we talking? Just you know them through people? No, a person who I know. Yeah. Like a person who I've worked with. Okay. Not at a job. Okay. At a okay, I'm trying not to give spoilers about my life. No, no, no. That's 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 fine. <laughs> you don't you don't you don't have to. I was just asking for like level of familiarity. I I would say that since you both you both grown adults, <laughs> why would the teen answer this question? It's be a dumb. I mean, the teen. I I I mean, if we have to talk about what kind of teen where you're asking this question to? Because if you're asking it for a Riverdale teen, they would they would probably be like, um. I mean, they would talk about it for the entire episode, for <laughs> one. Kevin, I'm asking Ryan Atwood. What should I do? You just say, why are you thinking about this too much? Just do it. You both, you both like, match with each other. You both made the initial choice. Now I'm asking Seth Cohen. What should I do? Oh, um, I mean, if you're asking Seth Cohen, he'd be like, he would be exactly what you were saying. <laughs> he would be like, well, pretend you don't know. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, like... You know, try to go on that route, and then at one point you can just be like, "Oh man, oh yeah, you know, I do remember you now." Yeah. And then eventually it'll blow up in your face because you obviously have more relationship with them than you're making out by being like, "Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, I remember I wasn't you sure now." If that was you. I forgot about you. <laughs> now, that's, what, that's what people like to hear. I forgot about you. Really makes people feel liked. Yeah, they really like it. Now, Kevin, what if I ask Marissa Cooper? I don't know. She probably she she probably just complain about her life, how her life is hard. I was gonna say she would suggest running away to Tijuana and getting drunk on a park bench. I mean, maybe I don't know, Marissa. Because here's the thing: Marissa does not want other people to do the same thing she does. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like she would find some way to make it about her. That's true. And Summer would just take my dating app and write a response for me, but it'd be like a really, really good one <laughs> that's like very witty and really summarizes the situation. And she'd talk about her cult a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. She'd talk about how I need to get, send good vibrations into the universe yeah. while sending this message. Yeah. And then she had the girl who goes like this. This is like the sassy flamenco girl. There you go, because no one can see what you're doing except for me. They know what I'm doing. They heard it in my voice. Yeah. And then if you ask anyone in Riverdale, they they would like... Do that thing where they're distracted, but they're trying to give advice, but really they're trying to solve some sort of stupid crime. And then it would turn out that the person I matched with was actually the Black Hood in disguise. <laughs> because well, the Black Hood is in disguise, so this would be the Black Hood out of disguise. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I matched with Betty's father. Gross. Gross. Hell, Cooper. Do we want to do the episode we're doing? Yeah, I just wanted some banter. Okay, no, that's fine. People liked it. That's fine. Maybe. It's cool. If you like cool. to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't like it, 
don't tell, tell us. us. We don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing people like to hear is that their opinions don't matter. Their opinions only matter if they're the opinion we want. Yes. We're essentially Seth Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. All right. Well, let's do this. This is uh... – <laughs> This is season two, episode three of the OC. I lost completely how I usually do this. This is the OC, season two, episode three. How do I say these words? I don't know. Like that. The new kids on the block. The new kids on the block. So we start out with a newspaper that says, in Big letters and a very sad photo of Caleb. Newport's man of the year behind bars. And who's reading that newspaper? Ryan Atwood. That's a really passive, like passive aggressive way for this. Like, like, like <laughs> that. That is such an aggressive, like anti the area you live in way of phrasing that. <laughs> I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It's completely true. It's absolutely true. Except that he's not behind bars. He's uh, roaming he, around in a car with Sandy. He was behind bars at the time that paper was being written. Because oh. he, he was in jail for... Yeah, he's in jail for overnight. Was he in jail or was he just, like, sitting in a room? I think he was... There's a difference between jail and prison, I think. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He was, he was definitely at a police station. He was at a police station. That's a true Cause statement. Because he, he sat in... It doesn't sound a like holding. holding. Room. It doesn't sound no. like holding, though. It sounds like he was actually like they put him in a temporary jail. He like... probably should have gotten bail immediately because the Julie was at the spa. No, Sa- uh, Sandy de- didn't pick him up overnight. Sandy <laughs> <laughs> was like, "I'm teaching they you a lesson." That. Anyway, that's the next scene. Let's talk about this scene. Ryan, the teenager who reads the newspaper. Seth, the teenager who's obsessed with the which, fact that he cut which, his by hair. By the way, it's a re- reoccurring thing in this episode, which is insane. Where many teenagers read the newspaper, and, a, and it is both sh- both like a we- it's both bad and good at the same time. It's weird, and people are shocked by it, but it's also normal. It was. I mean, this was two. Here's the thing. This was like 2003. I read the newspaper in 2003 mostly yeah. because it was all to, all I could do in the morning. I had breakfast and I read some stuff in the newspaper because no one had a smartphone. They didn't exist. Well, mostly because I had nothing else to do. Now I still check the news, but I just do it on not, your computer. Yeah, on I your just phone. don't do it on a newspaper. On Twitter. Anyway, but Seth's more interested in the haircut he got, which I guess happened between seasons because he didn't like his Portland hairdresser. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but What's got... more important is Seth is just spiraling, and everything's about Seth. Yeah, Ryan cares more about, more about old, angry gr- grandfather than Yeah, Seth Ryan, does. A, thinks that Ka- Ry- Seth should care about Caleb, yeah. and B, Ryan's nervous about AP physics, but that's not important. <laughs> no, and then Seth gets this, like, weird pseudo-moment of self-realization, kind of, where <laughs> Ryan's like... Well, Seth is talking about how Summer was like, I'm selfish. And Ryan's like, well, I mean, yeah. mm, A little bit. And Seth's like, what? Oh, I am. And I have to be less selfish, which is not selfish because it's for me. But I'll be less selfish. This entire episode is Seth being the most teenager teenager ever. And I love it so much. Seth spirals so hard <laughs> and it's so good. It's, it is one of the best written spirals I have seen in this show. Because we all have friends who did this spiral. And, and probably about 75% of us have done this spiral. Yep. You might deny that you've done it because it's hard to see when you're doing it. 
but look back to you as like a 16 year old I bet you've done the spiral of like I gotta change myself but still be myself but change myself so this person will like me but only as a friend but maybe they'll like me more I don't know I can't admit what I want but what I want is not what I want my hormones are changing I don't know what I am look teenagers have a lot going on in their body right now and this is exactly what happens Seth hard and confusing not everyone can be Ryan or Zach oh Zach (sighs) anyway uh, we go this is where we get Caleb and Sandy in a car Yep. And the fact that Caleb did spend the night in jail or wherever. Somewhere. Somewhere. And we also get the little reveal that Sandy needs to get permission from his law firm to take on Caleb as a client. Which makes sense. Yep. And he (laughs) has not done so. Yeah. And Caleb's like, what are they worried about? And Sandy's like, well, you're a criminal. You're guilty, and that's not the kind of clients we (laughs) like. You might not be guilty about this, but you're definitely guilty about something. About a great many things. Yeah. So... Yeah. And there's also um, a bit of banter or a bit of conversation here about a reoccurring theme is that Caleb should just step down and give Kirsten the company. Which he really should. And I'm I'm not impressed. I'm – man, Caleb has – I am (laughs) nonplussed (laughs) about the fact that he had not stepped down already. That he didn't step down immediately when he started getting investigated. No, yeah, he wanted to go, I mean, investigated, sure, he's a proud man, but arrested. Yeah, you should have been stepping down, like, <laughs> you should on have your phone. forced to step down. Yeah. Like, where is this company's board of directors? He wanted to go back to work. Oh, they don't exist, Aaron. They clearly don't exist. There's clearly just Caleb. Because he wanted to go back to work. And I'm like, can you imagine that in the news? This 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 clearly aggressive newspaper that that, that is like a oh, newborn man of the year um, indicted on, um, I don't know, some sort of white collar crimes goes back to work the next day. Briber is like that would be yeah. <laughs> that would be insane. That would be like if um if Charles Ponzi, I mean, his was a weird thing. That'd be a weird thing to say. I don't know. One of those other banker crime guys just went and did his went back to work. I mean, Jimmy Cooper is doing banking again, so there's he, a president. He on had the show. a long, long period of time, and also he's not really. He's. I don't think he's doing. I think I he's think, just investing his own. Yeah, money. he's investing his own money. I don't think he's investing anyone else's money. He's investing his own millions he got from that sale. Yeah. So he's just just he can't, hey can't embezzle from yourself. Or can you? I feel like that's something that some uh, like CEO has said. <laughs> At some point, you can't it's my embe- company. You it's can't my company. From you, can't, you can't embezzle from yourself. I want Caleb to say that in a courtroom. It's like Caleb, the company and you are not the same thing. But appara- although apparently a- a- they are. Yeah, apparently he's some sort of god of this company. Anyway, the main point is that Sandy's like, "Hey, you should back. You should step down." And Caleb's like, "I want to go back to work, even as I'm being." You know, investigated for crimes. And Sandy's like, I'm just going to take you to my house. Calm down. Then so... we get a new character who I, who I went through a range of emotions about. I also went through a range of emotions about her. And I've seen the show before. And this time I was just like, ugh. Let's, let's compare our emotions. First time I saw it. So you see a beater up car. I thought it was Marissa. And I'm like, you were like, what happened to her escape I'm vehicle? Like, what what happened here? And then she kept driving, and then she got out of the car, and you got a glimpse of her. And I thought it was Haley. <laughs> she looked so much like Haley from far away. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, what is 
What is Haley? Did she already fail in Japan and now she's back and going to high school? I told you she was a teenager. Is this the plot we're getting? No, it's no, it's a new poor it's girl. New girl. It's, yeah, it's a new poor girl. You can so, tell she's poor because her car is terrible. We learned that she definitely went to another rich kid's school because she talks like she's met, interacted with the rich kids before. Before, yeah. I know. So I don't know if she's um, poor or if she's just, just like... not as rich as these people. I mean, she, her car's a real beater. Yes. And she's got a whole bunch of like environmentalism stuff on the back. But she does always wear chinos and a button-down shirt to school, so... I don't know. We, we, we will unravel the mystery of this... Of this new girl. Of this new girl. But not yet. Now, first, um, sel- first we learn that Seth is pretty bad at being selfless. He still wants the entire conversation to be about him. Also, yeah. he wants Ryan to buy him coffee because... I don't. I guess Ryan has his own money from his construction job <laughs> but, still. But Seth should have money from his parents. Yeah, Seth for does. his job, he had a job this summer. <laughs> I bet he did that for. I don't think he understands the concept of work. So he's just like, it's just a thing I did. That's fair. If there's one thing we've learned from this episode, he doesn't understand a paycheck. I, w- I want Seth to get like a call six months later of Luke being like, "Hey, are you ever going to pick up your uh, your paychecks?" got like thousands of dollars here <laughs> yeah they want me to like make sure you pick up your paychecks seth seth you have thousands of dollars seth what's a paycheck all right seth i'm oh, gonna great. keep this money now it's mine now i'm <laughs> seth cohen this is the pls now <laughs> <laughs> anyway so yeah apparently a band called the walkmans are uh playing at the pier so Wait. there's two new places, new things we've learned. Yeah, great. More new kids on the block. Yeah, and he's uh he's gonna get he's going uh, to buy tickets so he can give them to Summer and Zach because that's a thing that a friend does for to, a friend to prove that he's her friend. But if she likes it enough, maybe she'll feel something more about it. But only if she feels about it because he just wants to be friends with her. But maybe something more if she and then he spirals again. And Ryan's just like, okay, I'm just gonna order a coffee. <laughs> yeah, and then Ryan. Beats the ever-living hell out of that new girl. Okay, so for no reason at all, Ryan has given his iced coffee in, like, a glass, like a glass, like a drinking glass with no lid. I, yeah, it definitely has no lid. And then he grabs <laughs> grabs the counter and spins around at mock speed. And whips right into new girl. Here's the reason why this all, why, like, I made a little joke there, but here's the reason why every time I see this happen, I... I never believe it actually work, like works this way, especially on a counter. Because who approaches a counter that fast? She saw someone else was there. She clearly yeah, was waiting in line. She was to... not looking down. Yeah, she was she not. wasn't going. Like, if you're doing it in a hallway, yeah, the idea of turning a corner and someone's there and you spill in there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But where is she going at high speeds? Or if, you know, they had been walking down the hallway and Ryan had turned around to go the other direction. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I'm really sorry that this is just nitpicking, something that happens a lot. But it's just. It, it, it's, it's nonsense. It's one of those things. It's one of those things. Then I'm like, where where was she go? She was going to the counter that he was standing at, clearly. Maybe? Then she leaves afterwards. At, well, I mean, she's angry. Yeah. So but I, they both zag. Yeah. They're supposed to zig and zag, but they both zag. Yeah, so he spins around, spills his uh cold coffee, coffee on her, then then he then somehow I don't know how this happens. He like elbows her somehow. He turns around and grabs some napkins and then spins around 
in a way that I've, a human beings never spun around elbow first. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess when he's fighting crime, he's always got to be prepared. And so you know, we haven't really dug into a secret identity much this season. Yeah. But it's entirely possible that he has been cursed <laughs> by some sort of wizard supervillain. Yeah. With like great bad luck. I don't or know. great clumsiness. He that we have a, except for her, he doesn't seem to be having a lot of clumsiness. I think it's just that he spent the summer – like, he worked his construction job, sure. But being in the middle of the city like that, I'm sure he had – he did – went overload on the amount of crime fighting he had to do. Mm. It's not It's not like uh, or, uh, Newport where, like, the crime's not – you know, it's not that constant. Most you have to deal with Caleb, who's bad at crime. It's true. Uh, there, there's actual like mugging stuff has to happen. So he's like, he's got, you know, he's he's full on ready to fight. So he's going, he's turning with his elbow up. This isn't the first time he's done that. That's true. He's just reacting like you yeah. would to be safe and in he, the city. Yeah, he now tur- he now turns around elbow first in case there's a bad guy behind him. And you know, everyone in Newport has just learned to deal with it. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, that kid from Chino, he does that. Yeah, he's given Seth like three black eyes because. <laughs> and everyone else just everyone else just zags, but yeah. this girl zigged. Yeah, she did, she did not realize the way that the Ryan turned around his elbow first <laughs> so he elbows her in the face she drops her bags he starts picking up all of her tampons which she is <laughs> more upset about than anything else yeah she keeps on bringing up the how tampons. dare you touch my tampons which which i'm like yeah i mean that's fair the way that people react but if she never mentioned the tampons no one other than ryan would have ever noticed them and ryan probably wouldn't have noticed they were tampons he was too panicky <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she keeps she keeps on bringing. She she says she leans down and shouts, "Stop touching my tampons! There's tampons everywhere. You should feel uncomfortable about these tampons." And Ryan's like, <laughs> "He's a tiny dog." There's no way Ryan's uncomfortable by tampons. No, definitely no, not. No, there's. I mean, I can believe that the other like the, she. Like, the, she believes that the other, like, you know, like, Luke. Luke is definitely uncomfortable about tampons. Mm-hmm. But he, Ryan almost had a baby. Yeah. T- Luke's probably the kind of guy that when Marissa was like, can you go pick up some tampons? He's like, no, I'm a man. Ooh, man can't buy like, tampons. People might think they're for me. <laughs> <laughs> what if someone thinks that I need tampons? I mean, there's no other reason that men should be upset about that. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> Someone thinks I need tampons. Stereotypes are dumb. Uh, hey, dudes, <laughs> if you're if you feel awkward buying tampons, you shouldn't have a girlfriend. It's true. It's true. <laughs> no one's gonna judge you for it. <laughs> and I mean, the only thing that like they'll judge you for is be like, "Hey, yeah, good dude, you're helping out your girlfriend." Yeah, they'll be like, "Hey, you're such a good guy. You'll get points." Yeah, dating point. I don't know. Anyway, know. she runs off into the night. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you pick up girls at, <laughs> at the, at the, like, the corner of the store. You pick up tampons like, look, I'm such a good boyfriend. Hold on a second. This <laughs> no, doesn't no, work. You go, I'm buying them for my sister. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. But actually, you just have a stash of tampons in your house. <laughs> 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 Do you want to go back to my place? I have a thousand tampons. You. Anything you need, I got it. I got tampons. I got pads. I got Diet Coke. <laughs> Anything you need. I got, I got 60 pounds of my doll. <laughs> you, you need something? This I'm is not a very bad way to seduce women. <laughs> hey. Like- hey, girl. Hey. 
I think, uh, you seem like you might be a little bit cranky right now, and I'm just wondering, like, hey, girl, you on your period? I got everything you need in my place. Come on back. I don't mind. I think the idea of someone sliding up to girls and I think the bar be like, hey, girl, you need a my doll? Because <laughs> you can be my doll. Oh. Oh. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. It almost feels like one of the things that someone would say to you, and you'd just be like, I, I need to leave this situation. I can't, I can't be with you. <laughs> uh, mm. So uh, we get another sort of rehash of Sandy being like, Caleb, you need to step down. And Caleb's like, Urm. but then Julie Cooper shows up. And then Caleb's very, <laughs> yeah, she's back from her spa weekend, now new and improved and wanting to help. How can she help? Well, she can get food because yeah. Kirsten and Sandy are h- handling everything. And Julie tried to have that job before and I guess just sort of stopped doing it. Oh, yeah. She was like the interior designer. She was something. I didn't feel kind of bad for Julie. She clearly wants to help. It's so weird coming off of she ran away to a spa weekend. But, you know, character growth. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, that being said, though, she can't actually help. Like, Kirsten is running the business and Sandy is the lawyer. Yeah. Food uh, is food and comfort is really is the only thing she can do. Yeah, it, unfortunately, Julie just wants to do everything. <laughs> she wants to do more, but she's not qualified. Capable. <laughs> so we'll come back to that soon. Yeah. Uh, we get some of Marissa and Summer gushing about Zach. Zach, the Prince William of the school. He's a congressman's son. He's talking to those other boys about something. And you know, I've realized who he is. He is Paul Rudlight. Actually, I also realized actually who he is. He's Michael Connolly. Yeah, I looked him up and it didn't help me. Oh, it didn't help you? No. He was in Smallville. Oh, I love Smallville. Yes, he was in he was in Smallville. He was um I guess this is a spoiler for Smallville. I don't know if I should spoil Smallville. Smallville has been off the air for like ten years. Okay, cool. I'm gonna spoil he was Julian Luther. Lex Luther's brother who was accelerated in age, I guess, happened in a later season. Oh he also in the in a Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, um, he was uh, Jimmy Olsen, who you would not know who that is, except for the fact he's the CIA agent at the beginning of the movie who gets shot. Oh, poor Jimmy Olsen! He never gets the good I mean, storylines. Well, I mean, in the comics, he was actually like Superman's best friend. Yeah, and in the movies, in, in the Superman movie, they're like, "Nah, we gave his name to a different character and then killed him." But poor Jimmy Olsen never gets the good stories. Clark Kent and Lois Lane get all the good stories. Well, yes. <laughs> but Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen's Olsen. fine with being Clark Kent's friend. Jimmy Olsen is played by um Ice Twin. In uh in Smallville? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, Ice Twin. By the way, I still haven't seen Batman versus Superman. I don't. I you have you I have, have to. Not. Uh, we saw it together. No, we didn't. Okay, I'm going to bring my Roku to Piers, and if the TV works with it, we'll watch it in Piers. Okay. Uh, we they they talk a lot about like, hey, should Zach meet your Dad, uh, Summer, and Marissa's like. Yeah, he awesome. Well, Marissa's like, uh, what, are you nervous that your dad, like, won't like him? Like, ah, oh, definitely not. If if her dad likes him, that's that's Summer's fetish. It's true. It's true. That's the only thing she likes. The only thing she likes if her dad likes something. But Marissa only likes to be, date people her mom doesn't like. Yeah. So th- this is the weird sequence of events here where essentially Summer 
and we're ta- Marissa were talking about Zach, and they followed Zach, and then Zach came to see them, which is a weird way to treat someone you're in a pseudo relationship with. To just, like, stalk them and then let them approach you. Like, I thought they were going to go and hang out with him. Yeah, but no, they just watched him. They're just watching him from, like, 12 feet away. They couldn't interrupt him in his boy talk. Anyway, we learn that uh, that Zach reads, like, a lot of papers. Yeah, well, only five. Only five, of course. (laughs) Kevin, why isn't Zach Ryan's best friend? They can talk about current events together. Well, because, unfortunately, um, Ryan was adopted by the Coens, not by the Zacks. That's fair. Zach, Zach. Zach, Zach. Yeah. If only <laughs> he could have been a Zach. I just want to remember there's this weird reaction here where um, Zach is like, ah, you, you probably don't want to see me anymore because I read so many papers like a nerd and my comic books like a nerd. But I mean, said- Summer does say it's gross that Seth is a nerd, so. Yeah. Uh <laughs> But uh, Zach is more sure of himself. That's true. Uh, but Fulsomer and Marissa have this look on their face as soon as he mentions it, where they both go, <gasps> Newspapers! They never mention newspapers, like, in their earlier conversation. Like, if one of them had dropped a line of, like, talking about newspapers, or like, oh, yeah. or, like, you know, um, Seth wasn't the kind of guy to, like, you know, read a newspaper. Or maybe he never Zach knew is. what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, it just feels like they both... At, ever since they were children, dreamed of marrying a man who read five newspapers. Well, I mean, Marissa has Ryan. <laughs> he reads the, Well, she doesn't because she screwed up, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, then Summer's like, what are you doing this weekend? So, God, Zach's perfect. He's so good. What a perfect boy. He's not long for this world. He's, <laughs> no, no. God will not allow us to keep Zach. <laughs> no. No. That's why they took Luke he's, away as he's well. He's still good for the show. It's really what it is. They're, yeah. They're and they in, keep on mentioning it. They're like, you shouldn't be here. They'll take him away just like they took Luke. It's weird of meta. It's like, you don't belong here, Zach. You're not, not a mess. Do you know? It, it's, like, it's like the writers didn't realize they were writing him. They're like, hey, who's this character who keeps appearing in our scripts? What's a Zach? What's a Zach? So okay. Ryan's in um, AB Physics with Minnie Haley, as I called her before I didn't know, didn't know her name. And unfortunately, through sheer coincidence, the only empty seat is next to her. Yeah. Also, he hits her in the head. He's, he's behind her. And then the guy on the other side, like, whips his head back and hits. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> and then Ryan hits hit, Minnie Haley. Well, hits the bag, and the bag hits Minnie Haley. And I mean, Minnie Haley could have moved her seat like a polite human being, and then she wouldn't have this problem. But Yeah. Yeah. But she's not a polite human being. Yeah. And then, of course, because the, because sitcom teacher comes in. And he's assigned... Well, I will say, I appreciate that he's assigned them partners. And he's not just like, oh, the oh, person you're sitting next to is his partner all year. But yes, he randomly assigns Ryan Atwood and Lindsay Gardner? Gardner, yeah. He was, As um, partners. He's, he was watching through the, uh, the, the, the two-way chalkboard. Yep. Um, and was like, okay... Those two are fighting. Uh, those two don't seem like they get along. Oh, those ones look like they would be a real odd couple. That's Ooh, what he did, I assume. Those two are making out. I, I like them. I'll, I'll give them a pass. <laughs> this is my gift for you. <laughs> Every class gets one. You two did well in class last year. That means you can work together and make out this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, physics teacher. Given and taken. <laughs> Sitcom teacher. Ah. <sighs> So then, because it's 2003, Seth references CBGBs. Yeah. Do people still talk about CBGBs? I don't even know what CBGBs are. Oh, CBGBs. CBGBs 
is a rock club in New York. It was like oh. really, really big in the rock scene. Lots and bands started there, played there in like the 90s. No. So in Rent, Roger wears a CBGB shirt. Yeah. Well, probably we, worked there. He's a super hipster. And Seth. And yeah. So anyway, Seth yeah. and Ryan, they go to the pier to, I guess, buy tickets. But the only way you go, <laughs> but because this is a TV show, buying tickets is weird. So they just wander into an empty bar and are like, hello? And they see a blonde girl. <laughs> and we know now, because it's the year of our Lord 2018. That it's Olivia Wilde. But at the time. But at the time, you'd be like, ah, who's this tiger face girl? Mm, mm. Her hair is so tall. <laughs> she looks 30. She does. She, she, Olivia Wilde's a beautiful woman. She's got a real old face. Yeah, and she probably was, because she's not that old now. She yeah. probably was, like, close to 17 then. But yeah, she, let's, she grew into her face. She sure did. Like, like how there are many, like, Topher Grace grew out of his face. <laughs> And now he doesn't work anymore because he's a forever child and it creeps people out. Because his face no longer matches his body. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, she grew into her face. And uh, so that's, we still learn she's Alex. Yeah. And they're also allowed of tickets. But Seth has a um, – Seth I, is spiraling yep. <laughs> as usual. And he sees a sign that says help wanted. Or first he sees her give free tickets right. to the roadies who work there who are setting up the stage. Yeah. Then he's like, well, I want free tickets. and they're, And she's like – he works here and then Seth's like I could work here help wanted and she's like you don't even want to know what the job is and he's like no and she's like I am going to scam the hell out of you (laughs) (laughs) I mean she doesn't say it but but she thinks thinks it it. she's like I'm never going to pay you for anything I'm going to pay you in free tickets and you're going to like it you're not even going to realize it they sign no contract there's no form there's no employment there's no employment she gives him a mop and he just wanders around to find the urinals that is a really good shot, though. He's like, I'm going to clean the urinals. And he wanders off. And you can, like, hear the mop bucket squeaking. And Ryan's just standing there. And then it, like, squeaks back on stage. And Seth's like, I don't know where they are. And it's, like, an overhead shot. It's very good. Uh, we can slide through these because there's not, nothing that big that happens to them. But we get a few scenes um, where uh, people are essentially worried about their family state. So, like, Ryan and Sandy are doing their homework, really. That's what they're yep. doing. Sandy's and, very impressed. Yep. And they're all... So there's all sort of talk around the idea that like they're not going to lose everything, but then there's like no, there's like looks between uh, Sandy parents. and Kirsten, uh, and then we get Julie talking to Marissa, and Julie cracks out this line, um, "I'm gonna hold this family together, not like last time, where I mean, where I, where I tore this family apart." And Marissa's like, "You already sent my sister away." Stop. Julie, you're really bad. And Marissa's like, I don't care about this family. Caleb is not my dad. I was black. (laughs) Caleb was the guy you broke up with my dad for. Caleb blackmailed blackmailed me. I want him to go to jail. (laughs) Which I refuse to tell you for some reason. She just yells, I hope he goes to jail so you live on the street and I can go and live with dad. (laughs) Because that's the logic. Great. Thanks, Marissa. Here. Uh, we get some Lindsay and Ryan uh, talking, and we learn that what we learn what Lindsay's problem is. She's decided that Ryan is the captain of the water polo team. <laughs> she doesn't get that Ryan's brooding. Yeah, she's like, "You're a dumb jerk, jock." 
Yeah, with guys in the water polo team. And I'm like, oh, Lindsay doesn't know Ryan. She didn't ask anyone. And then she's like, I already turned in the paper. Just feel happy about your A. And Ryan's like, I need to learn about physics. I want to be an architect. Yeah, Ryan's like, I need to learn this stuff. So he makes the justice move and he stands up and he goes to sitcom teacher. And he's like, excuse me, I would like my report back. And the guy's like, no, I read it in like 3.2 seconds. Very good. A+. plus." <laughs> really it's really good and ryan's like i didn't get to do the report i want to do the report and then uh, of course sitcom teacher is like oh, i see well i'm gonna have to give you another report and you're gonna have to live with a dog wait i can't do that <laughs> just do another report but work if you together this time but if you don't work together i'm gonna fail you f's all around i can do that though sitcom teacher away i have the power man he really thought he was in a comedy <laughs> <laughs> But instead, Ryan just broods back to Lindsay, and she's like, oh, so you're not dumb. And Ryan's like, I know what I did. I need to learn. I need physics. (laughs) Physics is so important. I'm going to be an architect. Someone believed in me, and she was an angel. I need to do what the angel says. (laughs) Or else I will be damned. (laughs) Do you not understand? She does not understand. So this is a weird bit what is happening in this scene because we go back to the pier yeah we're and, and, and apparently somebody placed in the middle of the floor two trays of wine glasses oh i can guarantee you what happened seth oh. brought them out there and then he knows there were some shot glasses in there that needed to be polished so he put them on the ground picked up the four shot glasses and sat down to polish them and then alex who let's let's be very clear she is somewhat wayfish yep she yep. cannot lift these two and it's other rather than rather than taking one at a time she's <laughs> she like i have to take two of these and you really have to go five feet away to the counter that <laughs> that seth is on i don't understand anything that leads up to this moment it's such a weird like i understand it's supposed to show that seth's pretty like not, bad at having a job yeah he's not really evolving as much as he you know Thinks should he is uh, but, but it would have been nice if they had come up with something better. If it had been like a keg. A keg, a keg would have been awesome. Because you Cause can't make a keg lighter. And it's actually heavy. Two trays yeah. of wine glasses, which are already super fragile. And also, why are those at the pier? That's going to be a dive bar. Also, I've been a waitress and I've carried two trays of wine glasses. Yeah. It was hard. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I was about Alex's size. But she also could have just carried one. One. <laughs> So, I I don't understand, but I'm willing to move on. So, uh, Alex and Seth bond a little bit, talking about how he's trying to get Summer's friendship, and Alex thinks it's insane. Alex gets a phone call. From her mom. With a conversation that doesn't make any sense. She's like, what, mom? No, I don't want that. Say hi to dad for me. I Hang love up. you guys. Bye. I'm like, what? Just, what's the other side of that conversation? And Seth's like... You have parents? <laughs> How old are you? The answer is 17. Did he want it to be like 30? I Do you think people stop too. having parents when they're 30? Because like you've met your grandfather. <laughs> you know Kirsten has parents. You know Sandy has parents. We met grandma. What was her name? I can't remember. I can't remember. That was a long time ago. Did she mention that she's seen him at home maybe? 
No, but she doesn't live with them. Yeah, that, yeah, she does not seem to be someone who lives with her parents. Anyway, no. it turns out she's 17. She dropped out of school. Well, she got suspended, and then Sorry. she never went back, yeah, which is suspe- insane. Yeah, yeah. So now she has a job. She loves it. Yep. And Seth keeps meeting punk rock girls. It's so weird. Beautiful punk rock girls. Beautiful punk rock girls. FYI, I looked it up. At the time, Olivia Wilde was only 19. Man, she really grew into her face. She's, like, super age-appropriate for her character. You know, it may just be because her face has not changed, really. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, she still has the same... I mean, people's faces don't change that much. But she still looks exactly the same. Yeah. So that maybe that's why I'm like, oh, she still looks like right now. It's kind of like uh, Harrison Ford. When you see young Harrison Ford, you're like, he's a 70-year-old. Yeah. You're like, that man, <laughs> that young scoundrel, so old. Huh. Huh. All right. It's fine when he's the president of the United States. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, we learned something very important about Sandy when he goes to see uh, Kirsten. At the office. He's there during the day, which is not great, because him got fired. He quit, got fired. fired. It's all up in the air. It's, it's a real aggressive move from the partners. They're going to regret that. But I assume how the conversation went, they're like, Sandy, you can't represent him. He's the devil. And he's like, I have to. He's family. And they're like, you can't work here if you represent him. That's, I, I don't And then Cable... And then Sandy was like, well, I won't work here then. Well, I, I don't I, like it here anyway. I assume the reason we didn't see the scene, other than the fact that we have to do other characters, is because it actually would not be that dramatic. Yeah. It would be like... And let's be real, Sandy doesn't really like his job anyway. Yeah. 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 Also... I feel like he also can't represent Caleb because I'm pretty sure the other file he was on, which was against the Newport group, is still open. I I don't know, Aaron. <laughs> I don't know like anything. A of interest. Aaron, I don't that know. was last year. That was so long ago. <laughs> Nothing matters from last year except for the stuff that does. Like Summer watching the Valley. Yeah, Summer's watching. I just watching a show. I'm like, please be the Valley. Please be the Valley. She says, I'm watching the Valley, and I'm like, yeah, continuity. Did you listen to the dialogue? Because I, I tried to listen to it. I also tried to listen to. It. There's some really good stuff where it's like, well, I'm her mother, but I love you, and I was like, oh, that's a reference to the OC. <laughs> and there's another one where it's like. I'm pregnant, and it might be yours. So they're referencing the OC. Yeah. I love that. So good. So good. My, I, I, I once had to, in school, we were making a short film. Yeah. Because uh, I went to film school. Yeah. Just <laughs> randomly. Um, and I, the job that I gave myself, <laughs> slash insisted I do, is that they're, uh, these people were supposed to be watching a movie. So I'm like, may I write the script for this bad movie? <laughs> So we did about a minute. It's there's only about like ten seconds in the actual thing, but about a minute of just the craziest like B movie horror thing ever. And it's so fun to write, being like, no one will probably hear this, but I'm writing it. <laughs> but let's have some fun. And the writers did that with the valley. Yeah, but uh, Seth arrives because her her stepmom stepmom right? Yeah, yeah. She just lets let it, lets everyone in, the house. in, and she never tells some of the people's there. People are there, so they have to knock on the door. <laughs> yeah. So Seth delivers those tickets, and Summer thinks it's weird, but she's willing to buy into it. I oh, guess she thinks it's a trick, and it kind of is. It is. Just to be clear, Seth doesn't know. Seth is just like hovering, ten, like one inch off the ground, just like what am I doing? <laughs> I'll give you these tickets, and then we'll be friends, or we'll be lovers, or we'll be friends. The best of friends, the best of lovers. 
whatever happens is what is right. Angel, take care of me. <laughs> and then Zach comes and scoops him up and carries him away. Exactly. Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, tonight I am drinking a very special drink. This is an Eau Claire Distillery Parlor Gin and Tonic, which is a drink that um, Dad and I recently went to a beer event for Father's Day. Yeah. Because we bought him tickets and you don't drink and Brian wasn't in town, so. Yep. (laughs) Great. Yep. Um, And we tried this there. and. Our father has recently become obsessed with gin and tonics. He keeps on being uh-huh. like, you know what's a good drink? Have you ever had one? Gin and tonic. It's very refreshing. And I'm like, Dad, oh, Dad. do you know me at all? Because <laughs> gin is exclusively the hard liquor I drink. Also, that's a very common, common drink. drink. I know. He's like, my friend made me one. Oh, that's a good drink on a hot day. It's <laughs> great, Dad. Good. We all know. Yeah. Even Kevin knows. Yeah, I know what gin and tonics are. They're like a very famous drink. So anyway, we found these canned gin and tonics. Dad loved them so much. He bought himself a four-pack at the beer event. He subsequently (laughs) bought a second one because he finished his first (laughs) four-pack. So I saw these in the store today, and I was like, oh, on behalf of Dad, I have to buy them. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. They have handcrafted tonic water and award-winning Parlor Drin. It's ready to drink any time. Best served chilled with a twist of lemon or lime. Oops. I mean, it's in a can. You don't have to. You don't have to. Also, there's reduced calories. It doesn't tell me how many calories there are in it. But, but, but less. reduced. Great. Kevin, do you want some? You just explained earlier why I wouldn't want any. Kevin doesn't drink alcohol, everyone. There we go. Spoiling, getting behind the bit. <laughs> so we see Jimmy, and unfortunately, Jimmy's no longer Island Jimmy, but he is Boat Jimmy. He's moved on from, like, the button-up shirts, now just a polo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's, yep. But he's not mainland Jimmy yet. No, no. He's he's still very much bo- a boat Jimmy. Also, the boat's name is the Slow Dance. I saw that, and I didn't like it. And I don't know where this... <laughs> I don't know why the boat's still here. I don't understand. He, I still I, don't know where the boat came does from. Does he now own the boat? Did he buy it? I really thought that, like, he, that he was living on, like... Hey, like I thought Haley was living on the boat. He moved in with Haley, effectively. Did, he, did she move out and now he owns the boat? But they were talking about returning the boat. I thought it was Caleb's <laughs> How boat. How do you return a boat? Whose boat is this? I guess it's, let's it's be clear. It's Jimmy's boat. It's Jimmy's boat. It's boat Jimmy, Jimmy's boat. <laughs> on the boat, Jimmy is making breakfast for Marissa. And Marissa gives the worst breakdown, like the most self-defeating breakdown of everything. She's like... Um, he's like, hey, how's things going? And she's like, terrible. And he's like, why? And I'm like, Jimmy, have you not seen her for three months? No, I, th- I think he's he's like, I want to hear your thing. That's true. Let's give both Jimmy some credit. Yeah. Um, And so she talks about how it's like, oh, I have to leave with my, my mom because my stepdad blackmailed me. I'm like, stepdad's being arrested. Leave. Yeah. Like he, no, he don't live there literally anymore. Literally, no one's keeping you there. Also, do you think what what do you think is going to happen if you try to leave? And then Caleb's like, "No, I blackmailed you." Also, what information was he going to reveal? I no, forgot. he wasn't. He just wasn't going to sell the bar back. Jimmy already oh, has yeah. the money. He, has he bought the a money. boat with the money. It's all in investments. Caleb can do nothing now. Just it's too late. It's, the reason she doesn't want to leave is because I hate her so much, and she just she. 
She, she loves, loves drama. She being miserable so much. She's mm-hmm. one of those people. She was miserable miserable before the show had a reason for her to be miserable. Yeah. She loves being miserable. Also, she's... All, so much of her problems are easily solved. Well, and then she's like, and then my boyfriend left for the summer. And I'm like, okay, Marissa, you said that you guys broke up. Yeah. He's not your yeah. boyfriend. Stop calling Ryan, Ryan your boyfriend. And then she drops this nice thing where she's like, but now you don't talk to me because of stupid DJ. And I'm like, oh. Oh, Marissa. Oh, Marissa, DJ is a saint. <laughs> he put up with so much from you. D- DJ, he, he, <laughs> you, you. You dragged him along just like you dragged Ryan along. You meet out with him all summer. Then as soon as your boyfriend came back, you were like, but he's my boyfriend. She's so, in this episode especially, she's so, oh, woe is me. Also, so they broke up when Ryan left for the summer. Yeah. Then Ryan broke up with her again last and episode. And she's still saying my, my boyfriend. boyfriend. She is, it's, she, oh, she needs to go back to therapy. So bad. The I only like reason Jimmy. she left was because that boy who tried to kill her made her leave. Yeah. Island Jimmy, take care of your daughter. He's not Island Jimmy anymore. He's Boat Jimmy. Well, Boat. We wish he was Island Jimmy. Island Jimmy maybe would take care of his daughter. Island no, Jimmy would, he would just no, take I, her to an island. island. Yeah, Island Jimmy would say, "Well, why don't you live on the boat with me? <laughs> it's true. We can sail off into the ocean blue, right to Japan <laughs> for no no reason. Just Japan. People like it there. But like it, Japan. Japan's not that far away, right? We're in California." Pacific Ocean. We're just going across the Pacific Ocean, get to Japan. I saw Moana. You can sail in the ocean. <laughs> it calls to me. Do you want to watch Moana? No I, one knows where it goes. I have, I have four copies of Moana. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just... It's I just, the only movie he owns. I just own four copies of Moana. He plays them on different TVs. Yeah, so, so he combines the songs. I do... My... <laughs> Dad, what do you do for work? I make mashups of songs from Moana. I'm a Moana DJ. I'm a Moana-based DJ. <laughs> I specifically am a Moana-based DJ, which is really confusing because this is 2003. But trust me, in like 15 years, you're going to lose your mind. This movie's going to come out. It's going to be so it's good. Be so good. There is no romance in the movie, and that's awesome. <laughs> we don't need romance. We need heroes. And heroes... <laughs> can be women marissa you could be a hero of your own story i don't know i sort of just want to be sad do you know i'm being blackmailed to stay in my house by my by my stepdad but marissa i'm empowering you by the power of the ocean <laughs> marissa do you want to leave no i'm just sad that i'm being blackmailed you marissa, could live with me on the boat you could leave like you could leave you don't have to, he has nothing over me anymore I've I made know. so many millions. I'm a boatman now. I could pay him back and I'd still be rich. I could just leave. We're in a boat. Anyway, uh, the point is that Marissa's the worst. And also the worst? Julie Cooper, who shows up. But then also, also the worst <laughs> is Boat Jimmy, who advises Julie to get involved with the Caleb situation. Boat Jimmy's in the mindset that he's like, this will affect me in no way at all. So, Julie, you should do what you want. Julie, did you know you could be a hero of your own story? I also, I also somewhat think Jimmy feels like this will ruin Julie. I, I feel like he, he's like... <laughs> he's oh, messing with her? You should try to get involved because he knows her so much. That's and true. How, how incredibly terrible would it be if you were like... I 
essentially committed crimes because I wanted to give you the life that you wanted. And I ruined my life for a while. And now I'm both Jimmy. And I like it better. <laughs> I like it better. But now you're coming up to me with your current husband who you effectively like tore apart our family for. You left me for. And um, uh, he's, he's having, also a criminal. He's also a criminal. So I go and be like, you know what you should do? You should get really involved. Dig deep. Like, really involved. You should handle the finances of the family. Yeah. Yeah. You. you <laughs> this entire <laughs> season is just going to be Jimmy being like, yeah, no, you know what? Maybe you should be the... You, you, you should be the matriarch of the family. You should control everything. Go, go, go see what Ryan's up to. <laughs> now oh, that he's your adopted stepson. Weird. Weird. Which means Marissa is Ryan's aunt. Adopted aunt. Adopted aunt. <laughs> Adopted so, step aunt. So we get a little bit more Lindsay and Ryan butting heads. Lindsay is my least favorite person. Lindsay doesn't want friends. She doesn't need friends because she's here on a scholarship. She doesn't have time for water polo doofs. Yeah, my well, um. It, it, here's the problem, though. This this actually is a weird thing. That's a problem with the way that our education system works, um, where you have to decide what you want to be, or you felt you have to decide what you mm-hmm. want to be when you're 17. Because you know you can't get a second degree. You can't change your. And in the states, though, yeah, it's very expensive to go to university. So it's yeah. much more challenging to change your career well, path. And, well, and not only that, the um the uh, the concept of uh. Of university, especially in the states, is like you go to you go to college when you're like eighteen or nineteen. Mm-hmm. Like like they always have the joke in those college movies, like oh that person's like thirty, he's so old. Whereas like at least, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast yeah. before, but here in Canada, like we've had people of all sorts of ages. I think in I think I think here in Canada, the mindset of university is that it's a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Like you go to university to get a get a degree to get the education you need to do yourself. In America, universities really seen as it is the step after post secondary, and that's where you like you know yeah it's it's a life experience you you know you party and you do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember uh, going to two different uh, universities. One technically wasn't university, but you know yeah yeah two di- two different post secondary schools, and you'd always have the people who in their first year like think in the the American mindset of being like yeah they party, and then everyone else is like no man I got work to do. I'm I have gonna, a job. I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to go to school, and then I'm going to be done, and then I'm going to do that. And also, you don't have to go to school right after you get out of high school. No, you can take some time off. The problem being that there's a lot of, um, uh, I know, especially in the States, a lot of scholarships that only last for, like, mm-hmm. if you immediately go into it, which, once again, sucks. And that's the mindset that Lindsay has is, like, oh, I have to do this right or else I'm going to ruin the rest of my life. And I'm like, God, you're so young. It's so sad. So so, so li- is this li- the scene where she confronts him about being accosted by the head of the water polo team or is that later? Um, No, no, because this isn't where they get along. Okay, so what she says. Maybe, maybe it is. Just do it anyway. Yeah, so it's either this scene or there's another scene where they're working on the assignment and it's basically the same. So, yeah. Ryan's like, you know, I understand. Coming to Harbor is hard. And she's like, what? What do you understand? Were you accosted by the head of the water polo team when you got here? And he's like, oh, you don't know. Yes. I mean, yeah. I'm very poor. I transferred here from Chino. The captain of the water polo team straight up beat me up on a beach and said, welcome to the OC, bitch. That was like my second night here. But then we became best friends because I don't judge people. Yeah. And Lindsay's like... This is just me shaking my head. Yeah, yeah. Lindsay. Lindsay's mind is blown. 
well, she was so expecting Ryan to be like, man, if she had met anybody other than Ryan. Oh, I know. If she had met Seth. And Seth was like, no, it's way harder for me because I've been here all along and I don't fit in. This place sucks so much. I'm just, I'm so rich, but it sucks so much. My friend Ryan has to buy me coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. we get a crazy scene here where Zach and Summer are getting ready to go to the Walkman. And Summer reveals she got the tickets from Seth and Zach... An angel in human form. Goes, huh, Summer, I know you think you're over him. And I know he thinks he's over you, or he says he is sometimes. But uh, this is a thing that happened. So I think you should go alone. And she's like, you're breaking up with me. And he's like, no, you just need to go and figure out your true emotions. And if you truly want to be with me, then I'll be waiting. And we and we had the summer, and that was fun. But if that's all that all it is, then that was wonderful. And he like touches her on the cheek, and then he and flies like, off to heaven. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Zach, Zach you're too good. For what us. are you doing? You need to get out of the show. It's going to ruin you. You're gonna end up like you're burning be... down the pier. <laughs> Zach, you're gonna go so bad. You need to leave now, my sweet angel boy. Move to Portland. Luke will be waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> a letter to slip into his door. <laughs> Move to Portland. Luke will be waiting for you. He's like, ah. So we uh, we get a, a scene where we got a toast to quitting slash getting fired. And everyone's real happy. Until Julie. Julie. Julie announces that Caleb has some news. Yes. Caleb does not announce it. No, but Caleb announces that he's going to step down from the Newport group, and there's going to be a new CEO. And he's been convinced by Julia that this is the right thing to do. And Kristen Sand, you're like, oh, we don't care who convinced you. At least you yeah. made the right choice. Until he reveals that he's going to step down, and Julie's going to be the CEO. Of this multi-million, billion-dollar corporation. There's no board of directors! No, because someone would have to approve that if there Caleb's was a board of the wild, Caleb is the Wild West just walking around shooting his six guns in the air being like, My wife is now the leader of this company! I don't understand, though. How does a multi-billion-dollar corporation not have a board of directors who has to approve this? And also, this is the worst... Remember, remember how I said Caleb is bad at crime? This is the worst thing to do. That's what this is what criminals literally do. This is so suspicious. This is so much of like like well, I'm going to step down, but now my wife is in charge and I promise I won't have anything to do with the company through my wife who has no business background or any real background at all. Who fell pregnant at 17 and has no secondary education at all. <laughs> Don't worry. She'll run this company. That company's thirty four. Is that a, is that a public or a private company? I think it must be private because no one's talked about like having shares in the company. Yeah, because I'm just like, oh man, the stock of that company is it's going crashing. to like if it wasn't crashing before. As soon as they announced, like, oh yeah, my wife's now in charge. That's it's just going to free falling. Anyway, this anyway, is so bad. So bad. So bad. We're gonna definitely go over time. Yep, we always do. So at the Walkman. Which is weird because the show's good, but it makes you want to talk about it more. Yeah. So at the Walkman concert, they're a real grungy bar band. Yeah. The 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 the. I mean, I actually this, I actually don't uh, don't dislike their music. The first they're, song I re yeah. actually did really like. They're very reminiscent of Ink 
reminiscent of Incubus, actually, yeah. and when, I love Incubus. Which is funny because I mentioned Incubus later. <laughs> and when you when you see them, they do just look like this is – if you're going to a bar, this is the band you'll see. The lead singer is literally just wearing like an ill-fitting T-shirt and jeans yeah. and sings up to the microphone. Yeah, they're good. I love yeah. bar bands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so apparently Ryan also got tickets, I suppose. I guess Seth got four tickets. I don't know. I don't or Ryan know. just showed up and or- <laughs> walked with such confidence that they were like, yeah, okay, that yeah. boy could be here. And then I thought Seth was working there. I thought he was taking tickets. But then Summer arrives and then he just leaves. Then he just leaves. So yeah, Summer arrives looking around confused. And that's really the scene is like, like we see all these people at this bar. It sets it up. And then Ryan leaves and then... Marissa's Marissa? just sitting on the pier? And we... Like the actual pier, not the pier of the yeah, restaurant. Yeah, she's sitting on a, on a random... Bench. bench and then she says well i'm here for summer and i'm like but you're just sitting outside <laughs> summer clearly did not know anybody there like summer walked in like oh hey what's going on where's she was looking for marissa is what she was looking but for Marissa was just sitting outside <laughs> but marissa ditched her because she was feeling sad where's marissa's moment where she learns not to be so selfish never anyway they uh they, they talk about themselves a little bit well, and they, then... ta- they talk about the relationship through the guise of talking about seth and summer exactly mm. and then ryan's like don't be a weirdo sitting on the pier. Come into <laughs> the pier. Why don't you actually, like, go into the place that... Why don't you go see Summer? Who invited you here? You know, your best friend. Maybe have some fun in your life. And she's like, I don't know. The last concert we went to didn't turn out so well. And I'm like, well, that's because Oliver was a drug dealer that you refused to accept was a drug dealer. And Ryan... Sorry, not a drug dealer. A drug taker. Maybe a dealer, too. Who he knows? Probably, you know what? He probably did a little bit of everything. Bit Oliver was... Let's be clear. Oliver was a man of the people. <laughs> <laughs> he did everything and anything. And anything. So um, Sandy walks Caleb out and Cable's like, oh, maybe we should talk about the court case. And Sandy's like, no. no! You're the worst person ever. You screwed over your I'm daughter. Like, like, Jesus. And I look at Caleb... Caleb's only defense is like, I had to do it to save your marriage. I so want Sandy to be like, I don't care about your marriage. You no have one a, cares about your marriage. You've been, you've been married for three months. You have a daughter and then who's worked so, so hard. hard. You know, even if he, she wasn't his daughter, she has worked. She has ran that company. Mm-hmm. And all she ever wanted was to be recognized and for the hard be, work she does and be the ceo like she wanted to be recognized also kirsten we talked about this last season runs the only department that makes a profit yeah all caleb had to and this this feels like i don't i cannot imagine julie went up to caleb and was like i want to be the ceo what i imagine happened is julie was like i want to be more involved i don't want to be delivery girl and caleb i guess lost his mind and was like CEO! Well, Sandy did say something to Caleb earlier about how, you know, it's not a big deal that Caleb's stepping down. The company will be fine. The CEO is basically a figurehead, which Sandy was lying. Yeah, like she was doing that to to placate Caleb. And then Caleb tries to be like, it'll be fine. Julie will be a figurehead. She doesn't have to do any work. And Sandy's like, I will burn this house to the ground if you don't make this up to Kirsten. Yeah, yeah. I'm like... Caleb, all you had to do was make Julie not a delivery girl, and it's it would be like, <laughs> yeah, it would, it would be like if someone someone like came up and they're like they you know a Make a Wish Foundation, they're they're like, I like I want to I don't know, run the run like I for one day I want to run a, a corner store, and they're like, fine, you'll be the president. <laughs> what? No. no, I just wanted to run a corner. Just store. Just want to run a corner store. You'll be the president of. <laughs> 
the country. He could have given Julie, like, told her to plan an event. <laughs> he could have given her a necklace. Yeah. She would have been fine. Anyway, we get a uh, a scene where Seth and Summer uh, have a conversation that is real bad for Seth. Not great. Because he keeps trying to talk to her, and she's like, I'm trying to listen to the band. You invited me to hear a band. Stop. So anyway. uh, then Alex comes over, tells him he has to clean up some vomit. Does Alex have a bunch of tattoos? I think she has some. Because, because am I crazy or not? Does Summer refer to her as, who's that tattooed girl? She has an arm tattoo, I think. I, I know, but I would not call her a tattooed girl. Summer just does not like that a pretty girl is talking to Seth. I thought I thought that was definitely the real was going to go. She's going to be like, wait, what? And Seth is like, I work here. That's how I got the tickets. <laughs> you, know, you know what Alex looks like? She's the evolution of Anna. Yeah. It's like Anna went went off to... Portland? <laughs> Portland. <laughs> I think Chicago. Portland. Portland. Chicago. Portland, Chicago. Portland, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Portland Maine. <laughs> <laughs> she went off to the other Portland. Yeah. Uh, got some experience and then leveled up into, and came back. <laughs> into Olivia Wilde. Uh, yeah, so then Seth, uh, you know, he, he explains clean. and he gives his he gives a friend's talk, like, mm-hmm. and it's a really good talk. Then and he messes it up. Because summer melts like a mild amount. And then Seth's like <laughs> Seth in his hormone driven brain's like this is my moment! This is the song I've been waiting for all along! And lunges at her mouth first. And Summer is not happy. And I'm like, oh. But once again, Seth is the most teenager teenager in this scene ever. I know. Because I know you could you could see him as being like, oh, this was his plan all along. I don't think it was. I don't think he knew what his plan was all along. No, and then he thought he saw the sign. <laughs> yeah, he and thought he saw the moment. And then... <laughs> I can't remember the next line of that song. Uh, I saw the sign and opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. I think maybe. That's Life that. is demanding without understanding. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Those are some good lyrics. Thanks, Thanks Ace of Base. Base. <laughs> anyway, he's full of hormones, doesn't know what to do with it, and Summer leaves. Yep. And then the next day, Seth sulks and he sorrows. <laughs> Seth, and Seth comes in for his morning chat with Ryan. And Ryan's like, I don't have time for this. I have to go meet Lindsay. It's Saturday. We got to work. Homework. I'm going to be an architect. <laughs> Seth, I'm going to be an architect. I have a future. Anyway, and Seth's uh, like, no, you talk about summer for several more hours. But no. No. Off Ryan goes. And then uh, Kirsten's upset. She's so sad. Really? For a yep. logical reason? She can't go back to work. She's like, but she I... also can't quit. Yeah. She can't be retired. <laughs> well, well, because, you know, that house needs some sort of income. It's true. She just doesn't know what to do. And Sandy's like... Well, I'm not the one you should be telling this to. I guess <gasps> I guess because he's an old cowboy now. I guess so. Now he's that. Now he's, he's robe and black socks. Now he's that old cowboy in uh in the Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, like there is an ongoing thing in this episode of roaming around the house in black socks and uh in <laughs> a bathrobe, which I'm like, I have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Marissa is sulking at home because I don't know why. And to continue on. A weird scene that we've never seen before from like, Seth goes to, Seth visit, goes to her. visit her, and this remember how last episode this is on the I said about how I wish their relationship was. Did I say yeah. that on the episode? I think so. I can remember, we sometimes me and Aaron talk about after the episode. I think things. we talked about it on that. Um, how much I wish that the background was that Seth and Marissa were childhood friends. Mm-hmm. It would make so much sense. Yeah, especially in this scene. So Seth goes to see Marissa. Because he wants to talk to someone about his problems incessantly. And I'm like, oh, God, Marissa also likes to talk about her problems incessantly. So you can just talk to each other and not listen to each other and it'll be fine. Perfect. 
Um, anyway. But <laughs> she does give a little bit of advice that Seth needs to actually apologize and give Summer some space. Yeah. Because Summer will figure out what she wants. Yeah. And we all know it's going to be Seth, but. Yeah. And then Seth's advice is, Ryan's at the school with Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Seth, <laughs> Seth snitches on Ryan. Versus like, we had fun last night. My boyfriend. I'm going. And my favorite thing with the scene is they both like separate, if effectively promising not to see the person that they're going to go they're see. definitely going to go see. Immediately. So uh, Kiki and Caleb have some supervised visitation. I hate this talk so much. It's so non-placating. So Caleb, again, is like, I had to save my marriage. I had to save my marriage. But don't worry, Kirsten. Julie may be the CEO, but you're going to be the CFO. And the person who controls the money controls the company. And I'm like, that, this should not placate Kirsten at all. Because it because essentially what he's saying is like, like I gave the job that you really wanted to Julie for no reason, effectively. And you're going to do all of the work of the job you really wanted with a different title. Yeah, and and none of the respect you wanted. And uh, Julie doesn't know yet, but it's fine because she'll get bored of playing CEO after a day. And ju- and all I can imagine, and like in Kirsten's head, is her just being like, "This is the best I can get." Because you know she wants to be CEO. She wants recognition. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. She does care about the title, yeah. and she would not treat it like a figurehead position. She no. would actually do work, and she would turn the company around. But you're not letting her do that because you have Julie in charge, and Julie's going to throw a fit. When Kirsten is more in charge. Yeah. And she's going to do like crazy stuff like she did when she was the, the interior uh, the designer. designer and tried to spend so much money that you mm-hmm. didn't have. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't, and it's bugs. I You can just see Kirsten's brain breaking and then she's finally like, okay, do I get a raise? And, and you know, Caleb's like, I did good. And I'm like, man, Caleb. How did you start a company? I mean, Caleb is a bad dad. Let's this be, is an ongoing theme. Be, I, now, I don't know if this is clarified, but do you not do you or do you not feel like Caleb Caleb's, stole a company? No, I feel like Caleb's father was incredibly good at business. Caleb mm. inherited it all and was like, "I'm good at business." And then his daughter was actually good at business and learned from her grandfather, which was the reason why it didn't actually collapse. Yeah. Or, you know what, do you think he used to be good at business, but he just... I cannot imagine him being good at business. Like, maybe when Kirsten's mom died. He's so bad at business and crime. And he and I actually feel like last season, he was decent at crime. <laughs> He's getting worse at crime. Julie, it's the Julie Cooper factor. <laughs> when, you get, when you get indicted for a crime having to do with your business, you don't keep trying to work at that job. Unless if you're Hiram for some damn reason. <laughs> Let's be, oh, let's be clear. Lodge Industries really also. Up. You know what the funny thing is, Aaron? Lodge, Lodge Industries does have a board of directors. It's just Hiram, Hermione, and Veronica. And Veronica. But not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Now they have a two two person board <laughs> of directors. directors. Just like this one. My book, actually, I mentioned boards of directors doing things. I yeah. have CEOs in my book. I did some research, like trying to look up stuff and be like, what actually How does this mean work? when I say CEO? Yeah. Like, it's true. They don't have unlimited power, but they still have power. And they still have a board of directors who essentially their job is to make sure the CEO does not go mad with power. Exactly. Doesn't become a crazy despot. (laughs) Which Julie wants to be. 
Anyway. Uh, Lindsay and Ryan are friends now is the crux of the next yep. scene, effectively. They both apologize. They both didn't really do a bad job. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And then Marissa sees them bantering and laughing and loses her GD mind. Yeah. Marissa is so upset that Ryan is happy. Yep. That's really the crux of it. She wanted Ryan to be miserable. This is just like the scene where um, Luke oversaw Ryan and Marissa doing something, yeah. except that Marissa and Luke were dating in that scene. Yeah, and in this scene, Marissa is not dating Ryan. And also, <laughs> Ryan, also Ryan was show, Ryan and Lindsay were having, like, the most chaste yeah. friend time Whole ever. Homework conversation. <laughs> but, <sighs> but, of course, Marissa, because she cannot see anyone with anyone else without shipping them together, I guess. Just and then we filled get, with sorrow. Then we get the scene as she walks away in slow motion, holding back her tears. And I just, I'm like, uh... Screw you, Marissa. Then we have let, other... R- let Ryan be, be happy. happy. He's so he. Lindsay and Seth are the only people that he's. I guess I, I guess the Coens in general. Mm-hmm. The only people he's he's ever had like real honest like smiles with. I know he never smiles. Yeah, let that boy smile. Let him smile. So there's another sad slow motion scene where Seth tries to crash lunch at the club, but <laughs> Zach's already yeah, there. Yeah, he says robbers for two, and they're like robbers for three. And he's like, they're waiting for me. Well, I I think he made the guess that I would have made. Originally, I'm like, come on, Seth, you should realize that Zach's there. And I'm like, wait a second, there is a stepmom. Yeah. Though apparently she never goes to dinner. She never leaves the house. She just takes never her quaaludes. <laughs> Anyway, so Zach is there, and he is still better Seth. He's killing it. Yeah. Killing it with the dad. I bet he talked about comic books with that dad, but he didn't do it in a super awkward, terrible way. And no, the he dad... did it in a smart way where he, like, paralleled it with things he had read in The New Yorker. Yeah. Oh, well, then, then I, bet the, I bet the dad is like, when I was younger, I read Superman. And then Zach's like, don't you agree that Superman is blah, 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 blah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Seth and Marissa go and sit on the sad bench, which is what I'll call it now. And they're sad together. Yeah. And then finally Seth is like, if you had asked me last year if you and I would be the loneliest people in Newport, I never would have believed you. At least the part about you. And I'm like, Seth, man, you are selfish. Credits. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody in the world has it worse than me. I mean, at least he went Newport. That's true. And let's be clear. Newport is a pretty great place for most people, I feel like. And it's pretty small. It's pretty small. Um, So, yeah, you know what? Maybe you are the two loneliest people in Newport because Luke's not there anymore. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. In this episode, you find yourself a CW moment. I did. I found a moment, a moment where logic was spilled over the ground like so much coffee and replaced with tampons, a.k.a. Right. drama. <laughs> All right. This episode has a lot of them, so I'm excited to which one you picked. Uh, you know, I picked mine early because I still don't understand. Okay. Why was Ryan's coffee not have a lid? Or, yeah, why did his coffee not have a lid? Why did... Um, why did Lindsay approach him at Mach 3? Like, <laughs> where was she going? so convoluted. He, he, he actually does just turn around. Like, he, he doesn't even really move. He just turns around. And she's right there. Lindsay would have had to have been prepared to charge into that counter and, I guess, attack the barista. Like, what you could have done is he and Seth could have been walking. He could have taken the lid off his coffee to add, like, some sugar or something. And then he realizes he needs to turn around and go back because if yeah. you turn around suddenly in a hallway. Yeah, it could, it could have been – yeah, there, there, there's a lot of 
ways to do it. You it's, still could have gotten to it. And without. I know what's well, good. I know it's nitpicking, but but man, where was she going? She was approaching that. There was just she there had was no getting, logic. Yeah, she had was she getting coffee or not? Why was she there? Why was what she, was happening? Why was she moving that fast? <sighs> Kevin. What was your CW moment? My CW moment was, was when Alex was trying to lick it, lift up that. Those, yes, those again. Pallets of wine glasses. There's no reason to like, do it like that. Well, I love how we both picked a choice. It's like, like you could have just done something different, and you it would have worked the exact fine. same effect. But instead, you chose wine glasses, and you chose they have to be at the coffee bar. I mean, I guess they they did that because, like, he had to be ordering, but they could have walked away and done it elsewhere in the cafeteria. Just to do more blocking. Slightly more blocking, slightly more camera work, and yeah, you have to give him a lid, but, like... Absolutely, there's no reason. And Seth's coffee comes with a lid. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. I mean, he, he he had iced coffee. Ice coffee still has a lid. I know, but still. <laughs> but it wasn't. Hey, it wasn't a clear glass like how ice strings usually go. Yeah, but it was in like a glass glass. I thought it was in it like just a clear cup. No, they got squeezed. No, it made no sense. Oh right. But anyway, also yeah, wine also, glass. Also, picking up those wine glasses. Like, come on. I mean, we're not <laughs> either. Just pick them up one at a time. Yeah, I am sure. You don't need to move both of them at once. And be, especially considering how you had to move them like five feet. Pick up one, put it there, pick up the other, put it there. And then she like half picks it up and then she's like, oh, I, can't. I can't do and this. Like, I don't understand what the time crunch is. There's no one else in the bar. So that's busy sitting there polishing yeah. <laughs> shot glasses. Yeah. You're not opening soon. Like the only reason there's any sort of like, oh, you got to help me is because she got them halfway up. And then I guess her skinny jeans gave out. <laughs> She was like, ah, I can't do it anymore. Oh, no. Help me. And then the way that Seth picks it up is like he puts it on his back, like Atlas carrying the world. And, and I'm like, back hurts? I'm like, what are you carrying? <laughs> Those are two pallets of wine glasses. The lightest glasses in the world. There's no way it's that heavy. <laughs> There's no way. Make it a keg, which are in a bar. And also, you can't make later. There's no way to make a keg later. Alex shouldn't be allowed to work in that bar. She's 17. Isn't an all-ages bar? They have wine glasses and shot glasses. All ages bar can still have alcohol. They just have different wristbands. That's fair. She, but she, she's I mean, a bartender. She's one hundred percent a bartender. Yeah. Well, she hired him. I yeah. assume she lied about her age. She has to have. Yeah. But she's or really she's open. lying about being seventeen. <laughs> oh, there's so many things, so many lies that could happen. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, the OC. Oh, the OC. And his teen- lies. Well, Kevin, if there's one thing we've learned about the CW, is that teenagers can own bars. It is a common theme. Oh man, if it reveals that Alex owns that bar, wow! Are you going to burn this house to the ground? I'm going to burn the world to the ground because the CW obviously does not understand anything. Law, law. it clearly does not understand law. I like we say we say the CW like the writers on all these shows. The same show. It's the same. I'm willing to believe that the CW just like all right. And this is Greg. He will be in your writers' room. And you will listen to him. He makes all the final decisions. <laughs> what? He, he's been with us since the OC. You don't question Greg. The OC is a good show. It's a good show. <laughs> and that's because of Greg, we think? We're not sure. Cool. Greg said it was because of Greg. And why would we disbelieve Greg? Greg is still here. No one else works for us. <laughs> yeah. so. so clearly he's the reason why it was good. We've had other hits since then. All Greg based. All <laughs> we had a, we've had many Greg based hits. <laughs> oh, Greg! So if you like that episode, you should uh, give us a rating or view a subscription on uh, 
Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your iTunes from. Wherever you get your iTunes from. Wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> wherever you get your iTunes from. We keep saying Apple Podcasts because we heard change Apple Podcasts. It still seems to be iTunes. I think it's iTunes as well. Although, so I go through the iTunes store and then it sends me to the podcast app. So I don't know. Oh, what a weird thing. Wherever you get your podcasts from, leave us a rating, review, subscription there. It really helps us. really helps us. We've recently learned, us. like, reviews are a big, big deal in the industry. A bigger deal than we knew. Yeah, yeah, real big. So uh, leave us some kind words. You can also Where give us kind words or angry words or words about how much you love Zach on some social media. Yeah, tell us about your feelings about Zach. And if they're not good ones. We don't want them. We don't them. want them. We only want to hear how he's an angel. We're three episodes into this season. Please don't make him worse. Don't I want spoil him, us. I want him to leave like a pristine marble statue of just like summer i understand that you have moved on to seth this is the way it always should have been and then i want him to like walk into the sea and turn into like a light that shoots across the ocean and then you know he is off to save someone else's life yeah and then he curves around and goes to portland (laughs) where where everyone ends up anyway so you can add to this mythology by talking to us at podcast moa podcast moa at gmail.com or on Twitter, or on Instagram. No, the, 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 those that's are right. It. That's all of <laughs> you them. You hit them. You can also send us an email. It's podcastmo at gmail.com. I said that. I just hit it somewhere. Oh, well. <laughs> well, then. We're on the ball tonight. Just talk to us and love us. What will Julie do now that she's CEO? So, what's next for Marissa? Don't ruin Zach. Please don't ruin Zach. Kevin, it has to be a question. Can you not ruin Zach? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs>